This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All new today. A Dr. Phil two-day event continues. Watch as two abducted sisters missing for over a year are finally rescued. We travel thousands of miles through three countries. Now, they're in this building. Oh, my God. We lost two girls that came back. They're women. What will happen when a mother confronts the father who kidnapped her children? I'm not sorry. You could cut the tension with a knife. But after all this, is this confusing to you? Has she already lost her daughters forever? It's okay. Do y'all want to live with your mother? I don't know. Coming up. Let's do it. I want you to get excited about your life. Here we go. If you're going to talk to me, you're going to have to be honest. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Showtime. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Stand by, A, and roll A. Check in. Go, Dr. Phil. Okay, now you know that this year we have not only put the spotlight on missing children, but we have been working really hard to try and track them down and bring them home to their families. Recently, we found 16-year-old Amanda Bean, who had been missing for five months and brought her home to her family. On yesterday's show, we traveled thousands of miles through three countries, including the jungles of Belize, to find 15-year-old Molly and 13-year-old Aline, who were abducted by their father one year ago. Let's recap that amazing journey. My daughters were abducted by their father, my ex-husband, Michael, on March 28, 2005. Now Michael is a federal fugitive of the law and he faces child abduction charges. You've missed these children terribly and you had no indication that he was gonna take them and run. No, I didn't. Michael started to pursue his religious calling to a purer way of life. Michael would threaten to take our daughters and go into the underground, tell me I would never see him again. Michael and I went through a custody evaluation and the psychologist found it for Michael. For the court to award custody to Michael over you, it is a bold move. You were evaluated by the court-appointed professionals, right. and they indicated that you had evidence psychotic behavior, that you had heard demons and voices in the past, and that you acknowledged that. They right had that in the report, but I, it was never asked of me. Okay, it's what it, he said. Okay, is it true or is it false? It's false. When Molly turned 13, she decided to join Michael's church. After three months of not seeing my daughter, I demanded regular visitation. Molly told me right before they disappeared, she said, I need to know that I can say I've changed my mind. 
and I won't have to stay with my dad and see his anger. We believe he may be hiding at a religious colony run by a group called the Hutterites. Former FBI private investigator Harold Copas got on this case right away. The group that Michael Carey may have joined is called the Elmendorf Colony. The sign says Elmendorf, which is what we're looking for. We're looking for Peter Hoover. He may be the key to where Mike and the girls are located. Hello. Yes, this is Peter. He told me at that time that he is thinking of uh, maybe taking them to somewhere else, uh, that uh, she won't know where they're at. I told him, well, if that's what you have to do, you'll have to do it. That's like, actually what I told him, so, <laughs> for as strange as that may sound. Well, it, my jaw dropped. Let me just ask you straight up, you know where Michael is, don't you? I have a general idea how to contact him, but I don't know exactly where he is. You can find him if you want to find him. I could uh, contact people that probably could. Will well, you help us? Of course. We're now in Police City. A lot of leads have come in. Peter Hoover's information it makes us think that Mike and the girls could be in the country of Belize. We're heading south uh, on a highway that's going to take us to uh, uh, Punta Gorda. We've now confirmed that Mike and the girls are living in the Pine Hill community, so we're about to meet with him and the Mennonite elders. Where are the girls? Are they around? No, well, they're, they're around, but as I already told you, I'm not going to return them with another. Well, what's going to happen if Michelle calls the police? Trust me, Mike, we, we've got options. Mike's willing to go back with the girls this evening to the United States. I'm really concerned about getting Mike out of the country. He has no passport. He has an ID without a picture. And his birth certificate's in German. The border crossing is not manned. So it's just a free-for-all. We'll see if we can find a boat to take us across. This is not good. I see him coming back uh, from the Mexican authorities. I don't know what's going on. Looks like we may have to go to plan B and take our chances uh, crossing the border to another place. What is this? It's uh, citizenship paper. This is a tense situation because these border guards are hesitant about letting Mike into Mexico. It looks like we're okay. We're in Miami, Florida. We've cleared customs. They're in America. We're okay. Let me understand. You did not want the girls to go to school beyond the eighth grade? That's right, yes. Why? Well, traditionally, our church doesn't believe in higher education. And how do the girls feel about staying with their mother? Absolutely not. How would you feel about living with your mother? It would be unhealthy for us for the decisions that we have made to be in that environment. We could be faithful, but it would be hard and it would be somewhat uncomfortable. Right now, the way we have decided to live really wouldn't fit with mom's lifestyle, to be quite honest. Television and movies are things that we don't ha like to have anything to do with. Are you afraid they've been brainwashed? Yes, I am. I'm not brainwashed. I think they've been at least frightened. Do you intend to uh, prosecute him? Yes, I do. That's where we left off on yesterday's show. Now, clearly, Michelle is still upset with her ex-husband. I'm sure any mother would understand. After all, it's been one year since she laid eyes on her precious daughters. Now, after an intense search, we found Molly and Aline and brought them to her. 
So let's take a look at the much anticipated reunion between Michelle and her two daughters. I'm very nervous, I'm very scared. Those girls are safe. I have seen them. We love mom and we miss her very much. And they're in this building. Stand up if you would. I want you to see your, your babies. Oh my God. Hi, Mom. I... Oh. I have waited so long to see you. It's okay. It's okay. I missed you so much. I miss you too, Mama. How have you been? Fine. Good. Fine. Ready to come see me for a while? Ready to see you. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Thank God. Okay. Won't y'all sit down? Let's chat for a minute. You haven't seen each other in a year. There's some catching up to do. Well, Mom, how do they look to you? They do look healthy. <laughs> Good. So how does Mom look to you? She looks pretty similar. <laughs> pretty similar? Her hair looks different. It's a little shorter than it was. Yeah. Have you missed your mom? Yeah. I've missed you so much. Mm hmm I know. I love you both. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get through what we have to get through. Okay. Molly, anything you want to say? No, I just said I miss you. Mm -hmm. I love you. Thank you. Well, you know, not a day went by that I didn't think about you. I didn't pray for you. Mm -hmm. We prayed for you too, Mama. I'm so happy. Molly, what are you thinking right now? Oh, this, she looks different to me, that's all. I probably put on a few pounds and my hair is shorter. And you don't look any heavier to me. <laughs> You're, sweet. You're such a good daughter. <laughs> good answer, Allie. Good answer. Well, as you may or may not know, they have been to Texas, Mexico. They crossed into Belize. Are you tired from your journey to get back to here? Yeah, but, um, but it was neat. I didn't remember the last time I was on a plane, so that was neat. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> And on the way down, we went by bus, so. Oh, you went by bus. Well, you know, guys, we have a million questions and things to think about and resolve at this point. There are lifestyle issues for you guys. Your mom had written some things out uh, for us here. This says, I, I, Michelle, agree in writing to the following conditions. Number one, I will not interfere in Molly or Aline's choice of religion. Number two, I will not interfere in Molly or Aline's choice of dress. Number three, I will not interfere with Molly and Aline's use of makeup, jewelry, hairstyle, those sort of things. But she very much uh, wants to be right back in your life and have a relationship with you as mother and daughter. And I assume that's what you want. Yes, we do. We want yes. that very much. Yes. We want to be with our mama. Yeah, I'll always be your mama. Now, I have a hard question for you. Actually, two. <laughs> One is, I'd like for you to let them go for a second here. And then the second hard question is, 
I want you to agree to let me bring Michael in here and let me sit down with the two of you for just a minute. Is that okay with you? That's fine. Okay. All right. Well, uh, well let's step out there. You can just stay right here. And well, they'll just be gone a few minutes. Okay. And then I'll give them back to you and you can, See you you can do some catching up. I'm going to be there. Your mother was afraid that the girls had been brainwashed in this very conservative religious sect. Um, I don't know about that, uh, but I do know that just in the back of my mind as I'm watching this reunion, I'm thinking, it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. Uh, these girls seem very flat and very robotic. Uh, I'm not sure why, uh, but I think as things unfold, we may learn more about that. All right, coming up, after the reunion between Michelle and the girls, I met with Mike and Michelle alone. Now, this was the first time they had seen each other since Michael abducted their children. Now, I'm going to tell you, you could cut the tension with a knife. Uh, that's next. We've been putting the focus on missing children this season. Last March, Michael Harry abducted his two teenage daughters. Now, we put private investigator Harold Kopis on the case. He's an ex-FBI professional that has specialized in tracking down missing children. Clues led him to the third world country of Belize, where Harold and our crew found Michael and 15-year-old Molly and 13-year-old Aline living in a religious group called the Mennonites. Now, when Michael and the girls arrived on American soil, I met with everyone and reunited Michelle with the girls. But I decided that I really needed to sit down with Michael and Michelle alone. Now, this was the first time that they had seen each other since he abducted the two girls. Things were tense, to say the least. Come in, have a seat. You know this lady. Yes, I do. Yeah. Hello, Michelle. Hello. You two are at major odds. Mm -hmm. And you two may never live as husband and wife again, but you will forever be the biological parents of these children, and you got to put their interest above your own. Your concern is that he's going to do it again. Yes. And that if things don't go the way that you think they ought to do, that you'll abscond with the children again. Will you? A year's gone by, and the children have gotten older. And I think in the future, that we'd probably be able to handle it differently. And I'm not sorry that I did go. I think it's resulted in a good outcome. For everybody concerned, and I know Michelle's gone through a lot of pain, and I'm sorry that she did. And I don't think it's gonna happen again. I'm still not confident that you wouldn't run again, just listening to you. I'm a mediator. I'm the kind of person that tries to find a win-win situation for everybody involved. You have certain priorities that you think are fundamental to the evolution of these girls into the young women that they are to become. You have the very same concerns. It doesn't mean that you two share the same point of view, but that's what you call working the problem. But they need their mom. There are things they need you can't give them. That's true. Because there's a certain stuff they're not going to talk to you about. No. They're going to have questions about things that you're the one to answer. I think you consider yourself to be a man of, of faith and honor. Yes. 
My question to you is, will you commit that you won't run with these children? I will not run with the children again. Okay. I, I take it your words. I don't think you'd say that if you didn't mean it. No, I mean it. Now let me make a commitment back to you. I will help y'all work the problem. Okay. Whatever the resources might be. This needs to be pieced together, but at this point, can we begin to move down this road and, mm -hmm. and let me help and facilitate this? Absolutely. You two don't, might not like everything about each other, but you love those girls, and you have that in common, and that's the bond. That's the only bond that you need at this point. Can we embrace that? Yes. After meeting with Michael and Michelle, I wanted to have a few words with Hutterite religious leader Peter Hoover. Was he honest with us the first time he was on the show? Now, Peter has been instrumental in helping us bring Michael and the girls back to America, but was he an accessory? Did he aid and abet Michael in accomplishing these abductions? Now, those are some of the questions I had for Peter in Miami. Now, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not trying to be, but I think these are valid questions. So, let's see if he got himself involved where he didn't belong. Peter. Hi. Thanks for talking to me again. Yeah, I nice to see you it. again, too. How do you feel about where things are now? I've uh, felt very appreciative of the part that uh, you have played in this and, and your team. I've said before that at, on my staff, they believe in what we're doing. They've been very passionate about helping to start the healing process for this family. However you spin this in terms of Michael and Michelle's differences, this is clearly a case of abduction. Do you feel like you helped him? Our communities have historically been welcoming, sheltering communities. Unfortunately, in this case, some of what we are trying to do was perhaps a bit abused. It's my profession to read people. Uh, I thought when you were on the show, you chose your words very carefully. I didn't challenge them because I knew that you were willing to help us and that we're trying to do the right thing. But by the same token, I felt like you guys got suckered in a little bit by Michael up front. I felt like you didn't tell me the truth on the show. You know, you, you said, well, you know, he's maybe in a plain community, but I don't know where. And I think the truth is that he talked to you, you believed what he said, and you sent him to Chihuahua, Mexico in a community down there. But I felt like you knew where he was when you were on the show. You just didn't tell us. Is that true? No, I actually Not specifically didn't. where uh, he yeah, was. Not specifically. Now, uh, I had some inclinations to think that he probably did go on to police. Did you think you were doing anything wrong when you sent him to Mexico? It never occurred to me. Uh, but I suppose if this should happen again, uh, I would look into matters a little bit more. It just seems really strange to me that such a, a well-respected religious group would facilitate a kidnapping, particularly on an international basis. Well, for one thing, we would never have looked at it as a kidnapping. Uh, the way we would look at these situations is this person is trying to live his faith. He's uh, trying to bring up his children in the right way. And so our response would be, well, to help him do what's right. Are you concerned that you or anyone in the church is going to be indicted as a co-conspirator or an accessory to the kidnapping? Well, we would certainly not want to see that happen. I sat down with Michael and Michelle together to try to work the problem and bring this situation back together. The girls 
may not feel compatible with their mother's lifestyle. So a plain community might be the answer and solution here. And you could be a big help to us in that. Peter, thank you so much. We may be calling on you to help with these girls. Well, coming up, we're going to talk about what happened uh, with Michael when he returned to Illinois. Uh, was he arrested? Did Michelle pursue the charges? Michael's fate when we come back. I'm really disappointed at what happened today. We had a commitment from Michelle that we were going to work this out through mediation with Dr. Phil. Now she wants him to prosecute me. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth. But when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. I want to talk to you today about family. Do you ever stop to think that when kids are born, they just inherit you? They don't get to pick you. They don't get to pick your personality, your values, your beliefs, your behaviors. They don't get any vote on how well you manage your marriage or what the dynamics are within your relationships. And so often across my years, I have seen parents that just fight till the end of the earth about how to raise their children. I just have a word of advice for you. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna fight for your position, find out what you're talking about before you do it. Don't just go with your gut. So often I've had two sides arguing and neither one of them are within a country mile of what's right. So think about what you're doing. And for God's sakes, do not put the children in the I'm middle. Not do not I'm put not them in a tug of war. Resolve yeah. adult issues among adults. Just a couple of weeks ago, Michelle came to me asking for help in finding her two teenage daughters. Her ex-husband, Michael, had abducted them nearly a year ago. With the help of private investigator Harold Copas, we found the girls and their father thousands of miles from home living in a conservative Mennonite colony in the third world country of Belize. Now, I met with them in Miami. We reunited the girls with their mom who hadn't seen them, obviously, in a year. Now, as the girls went back home with Michelle, Harold escorted Michael to Ford County, Illinois to turn himself into authorities. Here's what happened. We're back in Illinois and Mike's turned himself in today and he's facing the courts for what he's done. Before Mike went into the courtroom on his criminal charges, he was served with a temporary restraining order from Michelle, which means he can't see the girls, he can't even come within 300 feet of them. Responded is ordered to stay 300 feet away from the petitioner and or protected persons. The judge has placed Mike under arrest and he had to post a $5,000 bond to get out of jail. I gave him $500. Now they're gonna release him. I'm not allowed to go to California as a condition of my bond. I wish I could go because I was looking forward to seeing my children there and getting mediation started. Mike's going to head to trial in two months for felony child abduction charges. He's going to have to face the court at that time. Well, I'm really disappointed at what happened today. We had a commitment from Michelle. We were going to work this out through mediation with Dr. Phil. And instead of that, she's turned around. She's broken her word. 
She's violated the agreement that she made. Now she wants them to prosecute me. We agreed that we were going to go to mediation, that it wasn't going to be necessary for me to go to jail or face criminal charges, and that's all been cast away by Michelle. My message to Dr. Phil would be that we need mediation instead of having something imposed on us that is not going to be satisfactory to either one. Okay, you have the girls at home, and this is your sister, Tammy. And uh, Harold, thanks for being here um, again. Now, you filed a TRO, why? Well, on Monday, Michael had called the girls four times, and after each call, they were telling me different information. Um, my oldest daughter told me that their dad was looking for a rental house in Indiana. Um, she made the comment to me that my dad will never survive in prison. If he has to go to jail, they'll kill him. You know, and it just seemed kind of strange out of the blue type because we weren't discussing anything that had so happened. You think he was telling the girls those things? I think so. Okay, to get them politicking mm -hmm. you to back off? Yes. Do you intend to back off? No, I don't. I'm not sure. Um, well, you know, really, I just don't think that the, the authorities want to send a message that says, okay, abduct your children, run internationally until you get tired of running, and if you come back and say, all right, sorry, then okay, we'll just, we'll just let that go. I mean, can the authorities send that kind of message to parents? Absolutely not. I mean, you it's, can't take your kids and then just come back and say, never mind. Something has to be done, and he's going to have to answer the law for what he's done now. I mean, it seems to me whether you wanted to or not, the government has to deal with that. Well, we're going to talk more about the girls and everything that's taken place and all of that. Uh, your sister, Tammy, you don't think she should back off of Michael in this, oh, do you? I definitely do not think she should back off. You think she should prosecute him? Yes. I've seen him change so many times, and it'll just be a matter of time before he changes again. Before he might do this again. Yes. Uh, up next, uh, the girls go back home. Will they live with Michelle? Will they live with Michael? How will they deal with returning to American teenage life. Is that the best thing for them? Or are they better off in the kind of community they're in? Talk about all of that and meet the girls when we come back. Lost, lost somebody. I don't know how you could understand it. They were just gone. I just overwhelmed by it. It just gave me goose pimples all over. <laughs> <laughs> This year, we've been putting missing children in the forefront. 13-year-old Aline and 15-year-old Molly's father abducted them a year ago and took them thousands of miles away from home across three countries to live in a very conservative Mennonite colony at the southern tip of Belize. Now the girls are going home with their mother to a very Americanized world. The question is, will they revert back to the typical American teen life? Will they continue to pursue the faith as they have been living it now, or some compromise in the middle? Our cameras were at the airport with the family and friends when they arrived back in Illinois. Oh, 
I just overwhelmed by it. It just gave me goose pimples all over. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look at Raina. She's pretending to be asleep. <laughs> oh, man, it's good to see you guys. Just been waiting to hug them for a long time. I knew that their dad would take a great, great care of them, and I knew that he wouldn't allow anything to harm them. Unless you lost somebody, I don't know how you could understand it. They were just gone. Nothing is solved by coming back. The work has just started. I don't know where I'm going. I haven't seen them this excited since we left Belize. As far as the children and their mom, we're all going to have to give something up for the good of the girls. I'm just really happy to have my girls home with me, and it, it makes me a little teary-eyed. It still yeah. looks just the same. <laughs> She wanted to see the kitchen. I made that. You did make me that, and I made sure that that stayed up there. Still have some fish sticks. I got some burritos. We know how to make uh, the tortillas for the burritos. Mommy, is that butter, uh, coconut butter? Is that the same coconut butter thing you had before? Yeah. You can use it if you want. And I also have bed bath. Oh, what kind? I don't know what it is exactly. I forgot. Everything looks the same, so it looks like we just left and came back. It looks like we were gone for a week or something, because everything is almost exactly the same. Oh, no, Felicia. Oh, they have Felicia on here, too, it's right there. Yeah. One, two, Do you guys play games in Belize like this? They Scrabble. They had German Scrabble, too. It feels really good. I can't explain it. It's the best thing I've had. I mean, just to have them home, playing games with them, seeing them play with their toys. It's good. I really missed you guys. Mm -hmm. We used to have very long talks together. Mm -hmm. I bet we'll have a lot more. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good to see you guys again. How do you guys feel about getting to spend time with your mom again? Have you enjoyed that? Has it felt strange? What, what's going on in that regard? It's been nice. It's been really fun. It's been really fun. Um, how does it feel to be around television and radios and electricity and all of that for the first time really in a year? Well, electricity and that's not much different, but the radio and things, that was a little different because even a lot of people in Belize, even like the regular old people didn't have it, a lot of them. I understand you've been playing some video games. Yeah, what have you been playing? Uh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart? Yeah, so I've got some questions for you guys about uh, your dad and about what you think's going to happen and want to see happen and all. So 
When we come back, uh, I've got those questions for Molly and Aileen. Well, 15-year-old Molly and her younger sister, 13-year-old Aileen, were abducted by their father, Michael, a year ago. He took them thousands of miles across three countries to live in Belize with an extremely conservative sect of Mennonite colony where there was no electricity, running water, horse and buggy transportation. They've been living at home with their mom for about a week now. Their father, Michael, was arrested for about an hour, then released on bond. A court date has been set to decide his fate. Now, Michelle felt it necessary to put a restraining order against Michael, so he has to stay 300 feet away from the girls and is not allowed to contact them. Obviously, this is because you're afraid that he might say, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, and take off again. Yes. Uh, if your father came to you and said, get in the car, we got to go on the run again, what would you do, Molly? Um, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah? Um, well, I'm glad to see my mom and her family, and I don't really think I'd want to go away again. Yeah. How about you, Ellie? I don't think Dad would do it again, because when he... I don't think he would do it again, and he didn't plan for it to be as big as what it was. But he could have turned around and come back at any time. Well, it would have been really hard, and it wouldn't have been peace. He just would have been thrown right in jail. Do y'all want to um, live with your mother? I don't know. I mean, do you feel comfortable there? Yeah, we feel comfortable. Okay. And, you know, and I hate to ask you those questions, but I'm going to tell you that the, the judge is going to ask you the questions. The court's going to ask those questions. And so I, I do want you to be thinking about uh, those things. What's your dad had to say when you've talked to him? Is he concerned about going to jail? No, not really. He's not really concerned about him going to jail, more that what's going to happen to me and Molly. Right. He wants us to be, you know, comfortable and safe and everything. Have you been frustrated with Molly some? Mm, I don't know. Well, I understand that you've been kind of dabbling, like maybe watching a little TV or listening to music or doing some things that you don't think she should be doing. I don't think it would be the healthiest for her to do that, no. Is that why you've been frustrated with her? Mm-hmm. Have you, have you told her that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We talked about it already. Yeah. What'd you say? I said I didn't know right now. Yeah. I didn't know if, um, what I wanted right now. It's kind of a little strange to be back in the States. and So it's kind of getting some, I have to get used to it again. Okay. Where's Connie? Yeah. Well, there you are. So how do you feel about all of this from the grandmother perspective? It's been very overwhelming. I'm so glad to see him. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's very hard because they were little girls when they left and they came back women. I don't want them to lose their childhood, and I want them to have choices. Yeah. So you want them to be able to experience some of the things oh, that yes. that kids in the mainstream experience. Oh yes. Oh, yeah, and yes. then of course there's a lot of things kids in the mainstream experience that you'd like them to just skip. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's got to be some good and, and some bad there. All right. So what now? Where does this family go from here? We're going to talk about that when we come back.
Michelle's ex-husband, Michael, abducted their two teenage daughters, Molly and Aline, a year ago. Now, I was able to, with a lot of help from a lot of committed and caring people on my staff and with Harold Copas, uh, reunite these girls with their mother, Michelle, and have Michael back to end running. And he said he was tired of running. As of right now, Michelle has a temporary restraining order on their dad. He's not allowed to contact the girls. There's a court date set for the end of May uh, to determine what's going to happen with Michael. Um, you don't want to see your dad go to jail. No. Um, but you do understand that parents have a responsibility to abide by the law, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that, that having broken the law, that somehow or another that's going to have to be dealt with. And the main thing you want is for him to not try to A, take the girls away from you physically, or B, turn the girls against you in any way, right? Correct. And you don't want to do that with regard to Michael. You don't want to be saying ugly things about him to the girls, because you love both of your parents, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be in a tug of war between them. I hate that you guys have been in the middle of all of this, but I have every confidence that uh, we're going to figure a plan that everybody can be at peace with in all of this. So be patient while the adults try to unravel this ball of yarn, okay? Friday on an all-new Dr. Phil. She's the family black sheep. It just pisses me off. Be there for the explosion no one saw coming. You haven't seen your son in weeks. I don't have my car. You make $16,000 a month, but you can't get bus fare to go see your son. I knew y'all were going to do this. I knew it was a mistake to come here. You don't know me. Are you telling the truth? You know what? I don't need this That's Friday. Then next week, a son-in-law takes on his mother-in-law. Do you think that you have been disrespectful of Michael? Yeah, I guess I look at him kind of stupid. She yelled at me. I love this lady. She loves me. Talk to her, you talk to me. I did not yell at him. You are lying. Do you hate your mother-in-law? I've never talked down to anybody. Perhaps I was unclear with the question. I can't take this. I'm out of your life. She's married somebody that's very controlling. Oh, absolutely. If it's true, that's none of your business. Plus, <laughs> our most unforgettable guests. You watched as they struggled to stay together. Now, your favorite Dr. Phil family returns. What's going on with Marty, Aaron, Alex, and Catherine? Find out what Alex revealed only to Dr. Phil. I don't care. If you're going to sit there and judge me, that's your problem. And this anorexic bride signed her divorce papers right after the show. Now, find out why her plans backfired. I ask you, are you telling the truth? What's going on here? Coming next week, only on Dr. Phil. It kills me. There is nowhere to run. There is nowhere to hide. Well, this has been an amazing journey, uh, has it not? It's, a, it's, it's astounding that I didn't even know you, uh, what, just three, four weeks ago. Uh, and since that time, we've been able to come together, set a goal, start this globe trotting, find two precious young women in the middle of the Belizean jungle and get them back sitting next to you. And um, I, I just really want to thank Harold uh, for all of your work. Uh, it's really amazing. Uh, 
Harold has a company that's investigative solutions, and he has a nonprofit organization, America's Missing Children. Uh, and if you want to know more about Harold, then go to our website, and we will have a link there. So can I get everybody over at the producer table to come out, please? I know you guys are... <laughs> This, um, you know, I, I've said before that um, at Dr. Phil, we pay money, you know, we pay salaries, but people don't work for the money. Uh, money is paid, but this is all about passion, and uh, it's all about caring, and these guys, some of these guys are the Belizean team, all of them have been at least into Florida, they have worked at times, I think as much as 72 hours with like 15 minutes of sleep uh, as we pulled this, this whole thing together. Um, Shannon, I don't know about you. <laughs> I think you're some kind of robot. Uh, she never uh, says no, and uh, it does feel good, does it not, to um, see the result of, of your hard work. So, um, you know, this is one of those situations where I stand up and get all the attention and credit while somebody else does all the work. Uh, so, Harold, you guys made a great team. And He's a great foe. Right. Thanks so much, guys. If you're looking for someone in your life, you'll find a list of missing person resources when you go to drphil.com. We're not done with this story. I plan to keep a watch over this family and to bring any and all resources that I possibly can to help everything work out so everybody gets the best of, of what they want. Uh, thank you, Harold. Thank you, guys. And thank you for being here so long.